0: Comish Wife here, and you're listening to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, the Commish, and Andy, the Waz. We're going to break it down. We're going to get into everyone's quest for the Duchess and everyone's fear of the Casper. So let's get into it. And let's get it kicking.
0: Hey, 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 Take it easy man. I'm the Kamish. And I'm the Waz. And it's been a while. Um hot minute. I apologize for nothing. Let's get into this episode. This is episode 37 of the HCFL Podcast, and the Alex transaction count
2: is at forty-seven. Consisting of forty-four ad drops and three trades. Although I'm sure he wishes that three could be higher. Seeing the uh, trade values that have come through both of our uh, respective uh, feeds lately. Yeah.
0: um, I think he's desperately looking for that fourth. He's in a tight spot. He needs to get some wins together here in order to make the playoffs. Um, and win one of those coveted playoff spots. We'll see if he can. We'll see if he can't. Yeah, we'll get into that part later. Yeah. um, I think the next part we're going to get into goes a little bit something like this.
1: Who was a stud? was a dud? And who left you thinking, oh, man, I could've?
0: So who left you thinking, oh, man, I could've?
2: This is just, this one hurts. This one really does. Um, Adam Thielen got cleared to play. Like, really, he almost played last week, or two weeks ago now. And then he got cleared to play, basically, um, on Thursday, going into the weekend. And so, he's playing the Chiefs. going to be a high-scoring game. You start him up. It's Adam Thielen. And, uh, unfortunately... um, He didn't play, and Emmanuel Sanders went off and would have won you the week. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. That's that's where I'm going with it. Yeah,
0: but he didn't. Um, The stud, again, was Christian McCaffrey. No surprise there.
2: Um, I mean, this dude is virtually untouchable this year. I mean, this is like... This is his third week going I, over thirty in I a standard league. A,
0: I think I saw this. I don't remember if the numbers right, but um he's having like the I think through the first eight weeks it was like the fifth best uh fantasy year of all time. Something like that. He's on track for fifth best fantasy year of all time, something along those lines. Um unbelievable. And the dud was that Patriots defense, um coming back to
2: earth, scoring with that four? They yeah, no, three. A
0: whopping oh, three. three. They even recovered two fumbles. Not twenty three. Definitely not thirty five. 3. So, Ryan, that, that that probably felt good, you know. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, it's exciting. Let's get into the next one.
1: What the hell just happened? Let's dive into a weekly recap.
0: All right. So, um, I played Kyle and beat him 99.6 to 75.2. Making me two and over him this year, so effectively I have a three game lead on him for a playoff spot.
2: So that means he has to be he has to be ahead of you by a full game. By a full game. Not a half game. A full game. A full game. So he needs to win two games and you need to lose two or he needs to win three games and I need to lose out. Yeah. Um it's not looking good for Kyle. It's not. Not looking great. But I, I will give him this. His stud RB one, Joe Mixon, was out last week. You know, if he had had stud RB1 Joe Mixon, then I'm sure things would have been different.
0: He was without Joe Mixon and Todd Gurley, which just really shows the fact that he has no depth at running back, um, which we've been saying all year. Um, But here we are. He doesn't listen. Um, I feel like if people just listened to this podcast and listened to our advice, we try to tell them every week what would help them. And they don't. They think we're trying to hurt them. Here we are. Kyle didn't listen that we told him his team was crap all year. Instead, he argued and said his team deserved to be in the top three in our rankings when we called him rank, you know, ranked in number five. Here we are. He should have listened. He should have made uh, roster improvements. Instead, he stayed stagnant, trying to ride the Pat Mahomes and uh, Patriots defense. And here we are. He
2: yeah. He's four. In, he's one in f- one in four since uh, since he made the outburst. Yep. And uh, it's not
0: a good look. It's not a good look. Second game of last week. We had <coughs> excuse me. Sam at two and seven. Playing Baby Bird at seven and two. Obviously Baby Bird won. Uh eighty seven point seven. Sam was 70, present. 8.2. Yeah,
2: Sam was present.
0: It's too bad Sam couldn't crack eighty eight points and uh beat Baby Bird.
2: Yeah. I probably actually need to I was thinking about this with the stud. I need to stop giving Baby Bird his victories. Uh, but on the flip side, CMC don't rest for nobody, so I'm gonna keep plowing along yeah um here's here's i have a quick two quick notes on sam here he's bad and he sucks yeah let's guess how many times he's put up over 100 this year once yes that's correct and if you take that week out let's guess what his average points for are this year bad 78 mid-season form mid-season form has been here the whole time you'll Um, love to see it all right so
0: benson and you benson won 105.7 to 99.5 you were an Emmanuel Sanders away from a victory, but he instead could have. you uh you lost. You are now seven and two, Benson is six and three. I'll see you in the playoffs, buddy. Yeah. Um Alex played Pat and somehow Pat is five and four, top of that conference with a full two game lead. I don't know how Pat keeps winning. He had a good week, hundred and thirteen point one. Alex had not a good week with fifty six point four.
2: Alex could have effectively doubled his score and still lost.
0: Not accurately, but yes. Like if you double his score, I'm pretty sure that gets him the win, does it not?
2: No, 56.4 times 2 is 112.8.
0: Oh. I guess it he literally could have doubled his. I thought it was I thought he would have won by like a point and you were just
2: saying. No. Well, no, math. He literally could have He literally could have. He, if he had doubled his score, he would have lost. I hate to see it. Um I'm starting to wonder if there's just like I was thinking about this. It keeps me up at night, honestly. I think there's like this massive conspiracy out there over in the MK conference that it's just they all need they all suck against Pat and they push him into playoffs. And I don't really understand why they want Pat in playoffs because I don't know. And maybe it's an it's, easy win in playoffs. Well I'm wondering maybe it's because they're just too so scared of getting the Casper, that they want to put their good teams in the Casper Bowl, so they effectively reduce their chances of getting the Casper. You
0: know they're going to come back here with saying that they've won the past three championships. Yeah, so probably. obviously they've put their good teams there. Although last year I would argue Sam didn't
2: have a good team. I would argue that he only had a good three weeks. I just you don't need to get into that. I but, just I just yeah. don't know what's going on this year. I don't get it. I don't I don't get what's going on. At the beginning of the year, we said Nick was going to walk right into playoffs. We thought he would, and he, then he, he crawled. just.
0: Uh, he just got his second win of the year. Um, but on a bottom four point nine, beating Nick Glass, who only put up seventy four point nine.
2: Is there a is there a chance Nick uh he could still, still make, make playoffs.
0: He's only a game back from being second in that conference, which at two and seven, he's one game back from being second in the conference. That is terrible. But uh Glass and Alex play this upcoming week and so Nick uh Kremko needs to win to be tied with one of them. Kremko basically needs to win out to do it. He's been in these in this position before. The year he won the championship, he he has a team um, that has
2: fantasy players on it. So what you're saying is there are four weeks left in the season, and then there are three weeks of playoffs. So in order for Nick Kremko to win the championship, he has he to, win to win seven, seven in a row, seven straight. Yeah. Because okay. there's no way he gets the first round by. Interesting. That'll be uh that'll be interesting. Uh, but. On bright news, bright spot for for Kremko. He in the battle of the Knicks this year. He is two and zero in the Knicks. His two wins are first class. Yes, wow. both, and they both came. on This is his first win since week one. Wow, <laughs> he's got, he's one, got eight weeks. Seven one. <laughs> brutal, absolutely brutal. So if
0: if that means if that if that tells us anything, it means that he instead of winning the next seven in a row is going to lose the next seven in a row because he doesn't play crum- or he doesn't play
2: glass again. No, he doesn't play glass. So it looks like Nick is headed towards at least playing in the Casper. Well, yeah, he wouldn't get to seven straight losses because he'd be in the Casper.
0: Right. Um. Wow. Well, I think that's all the matchups. It's time for some uh, some waiver wires.
1: Waiver wire wonders.
0: So, no one came close to beating the waiver Wire team this year. Waiver Wire team is still undefeated, and it's another week that we're flexing a tight end, pulling the pass strategy. At uh, QB1, we had Jimmy Garoppolo, Mr. Handsome himself, uh, calling Aaron Andrews' baby. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Uh, 28.9 points. Running back for the Detroit Lions, J.D. McKissick was our RB1. I'm not sure if this is accurate because some players got pulled off of waivers oh yeah so there might have been other running backs that scored more that were on waivers like damian williams who you grabbed um but this is who was on waivers currently so
2: it's yeah it only would have it it's not like anybody came close to beating the waiver wire team right so So not discounting the record jd
0: mckissick 13.2 gus edwards 8.7 gus the bus i think there were more uh preston williams was our wide receiver one 19.2 andy isabella 14.8 um again i think there's probably some wide receivers that got taken off the waiver wire Uh, didn't look soon enough but Tight end Noah Fant seventeen point five. I think all of those points came on one play. Flex is Jacob Hollister, <laughs> two touchdowns. Grab two touchdowns from Russell Wilson. Uh, defense is the Cowboys. I think they were on the waiver wire last week. I'm not sure if somebody started them or not. I don't think so. No, I think I think someone did start them actually. I don't remember who. Somebody did. I remember okay. seeing it. So they're on the waiver wire now, but maybe they weren't last week. And our kicker scored thirteen. His name's Austin. I don't know. Hundred fifty total. Um waiver wire team undefeated. Even if the Cowboys were on somebody else's team, that's fine. I wanna say maybe Benson. Did he ever uh
2: no Benson didn't have... uh no Benson had Dak, Prescott and uh everything going on. Uh Pat had Dallas defense.
0: <coughs> that makes sense.
2: That's how he got to 113.
0: All right. That's the Waiver Wires. Um so the next defense down would have been the Waiver
2: Wire defense. Oh well. Whatever. Substitute Damian Williams. It's fine. It's time to talk Dynasty.
0: I won again, you won again. No surprise there. Nothing the question else. is who is coming to playoffs with us? <laughs> right. That's the question. Right <laughs> St- now it looks like Alex, um, even though he just lost to Baby Bird, who it looks like potentially the other team. Uh Baby Bird and Kyle are both four and five, Alex is five and four. Then you got uh Nick, who's three and six. You've got Sam who's three and six and Pat who has more points for than some of them and is in D F L with one win and
2: eight losses. such a weird year in Dynasty, I feel like. <sighs> uh
0: actually this is exactly how last year was. I just kinda of kept winning. Um you might have nine wins, I have seven. It doesn't really matter. We're both gonna make playoffs. We're gonna
2: we're we're gonna see each other in the second round of playoffs. Which is the finals. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's four teams. So here we are.
0: But baby Brett has a lot of first round picks next year. So let's see what happens here. Congrats. We're going to end the first half of the podcast with a little letter to our league mates. This one goes out to Kyle Wellman. The man who pissed and moaned about being ranked at five when he was clearly a top three team. Kyle, we told you the defense and quarterback combo wouldn't be sustainable. We told you the rest of your team isn't that good. I've said all along, Joe Mixon is a dud. He plays on a team that simply forgot how to play offense. In Todd Gurley's days of running grandma over are done. Your wide receivers are a joke. Well, T.Y. Hilton's fine, but he's hurt. So it leaves you with Marquise Hollywood Brown, who has one good week to his career, yet you stood on that as your foundation for being a top three team. Marquise Brown's a stud, Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown, he's so good, he's a top 10 wide receiver. One good week to his career. I believe only one week over 10 points. And it was his first week. Since then he's done nothing, literally nothing. So yes, keep playing Marquise Hollywood Brown. The Patriots defense, they sure had a legendary run, but now they're facing real NFL teams. Will they still have good weeks? Absolutely. But thinking that they're going to get you 25 plus points every week, that's asinine. You're just not good at fantasy football. And I have proof. Stats don't lie. You have been in this league for all but the first year. So I will ignore all of the statistics of the first year entirely so that you're on level playing field with everyone else in the league. That means we're only looking at four and a half years of league history or 61 regular season games. <laughs> During that span, you are dead last in wins, excluding Nick Glass, who only has nine games to his tenure. So technically you're second, but... Let's be honest you're dead last in wins now let's expand on that further okay this includes joe now joe has played nine less games than you because he's not in it this year and yet he's sitting at 29 wins in four seasons and you have 22 wins in four seasons plus nine games worse yet you have three less wins than baby bird Baby Bird has only been in this league for two years and nine games. He has only played 35 games. He is 25 and 10. You are 22 and 39. Baby Bird has three more wins than you and 29 less losses. That is rough. That is. Wow. So enjoy watching playoffs from the outskirts. My trash team, your words. My trash team beat you twice. In fact, you have a losing record to everyone in the league besides Alex and Pat. I would expect people to beat Alex and Pat. But here we go. You're 3 and 6 versus Andy. You're 1 and 4 versus Baby Bird. You're 1 and 8. Ouch versus Benson you're 0-1 versus Class. you're 1-3 versus Kremko you're 3-7 and seven versus me and you're 1-4 versus Sam 1 and 4 versus Sam Kyle Wellman for Casper of all time
2: one could say that's not a good look Bob
0: no but he's a top three team he's the best he's a go at fantasy football he's, he's you know no one's as good as Kyle.
2: So we're going to move into, just jump straight into the uh, what would be the next episode, but we're just going to call this you know, episode 37 and a half.
0: Yep, episode 37 and a half. We got comments saying, where's episode 37? So we're coming at you with a double episode 37. Dual feature. So we'll hit the intro drop again. Well, first we're going to hit the outro for the
1: last episode. Thank you for listening to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast. And now the intro. Welcome to the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football Podcast.
0: Hey, 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 take it easy, man. I'm
1: the
2: commish. And we're doing this again. I'm the Waz. Are you still the Waz? I'm still the Waz. I'm still the commish? I'm still the Waz. All
0: right, that gave us enough time to pull up the new doc for the next episode so, intro done. Alex transaction count. Is it still the same? Still the same. Were there since any five ad minutes drops? ago? Were there any ad drops? Actually we were about seventeen minutes ago. No no ad drops? Can no ad can, drops. Can you confirm that?
2: I can't confirm. All right,
0: cool. Um <coughs> there's gonna be Thursday night football tomorrow. I don't know, did you put down anything about that?
2: Uh Oakland plays San Diego. So super fantasy relevant. That's I mean you know, maybe in years past it would have been. Um wait, who does Oakland play? San Diego. Chargers. Who? Oh shoot. Wow. That's bad. I, it didn't sound right. That, that took doesn't me sound a second to figure out. L.A.
0: Chargers. Why. Who could potentially be the London Chargers. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did they not. They might be moving to London because they can't get any fans to come to the games well, in L.A.
2: They they do. They do have that problem. They can't get any fans to come to L.A.
0: Yeah. So
2: that'd be kind of cool if they moved to London, I guess. It's almost like there's another team in L.A. And L.A. can't support two fan bases Although, and they never should have left San Diego.
0: I would say if they move to London, they need to stop being the Chargers and start becoming the Bridges because they're already falling down.
2: All right. Nice. Um, terrible. It's like a like a four point five. Not bad. Anyways, uh now we're gonna move into uh we are on to what is this? Week uh week ten already? We're already at week ten. Crazy how fast the season's gone. You hate to see it.
0: Especially at this level.
2: Uh but a lot of us are looking forward to playoffs. Some of us are dreading playoffs? Dreading the uh talking about playoffs. inevitable Casper run. That they may have.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into week 10. Week 10, baby. Week 10.
1: I have just one question for you. Are you ready for this week's preview?
2: <laughs> Still the best drop.
0: <laughs> Is Is Champ there? Is is Champ
2: there? Unfortunately, I am not a champ, so no.
0: No, but I was talking about the Duchess. The Duchess is also not here. No, unfortunately. Um, my ring for uh, the the fantasy football championship of Dynasty last year is here, though. So
2: I'm about to be in my clutches. So Champ is here. No, no, no.
0: Dynasty, it, you get your you get a new trophy every year. It's not a recurring one. that's oh. that's the twenty. Uh, i bought it for myself so oh, okay. it's the 2018 trophy if i if i win again this year i'm gonna buy another one and put it right next to it so yeah
2: fun fact all right well that is a good segue because it's warson bowl part two this week it is head to head is eight and three
0: my record is six and three your record is seven and two um both we'll s- both s- playoff teams so not a ton of like implications
2: i mean i'm two and one in the last three. So it's gotten more competitive, I would say. It has, um, but still eight and three. So it's it's. I can't wait for it to come down to Monday night because I'm gonna have all of the Niners going, and you're gonna have Tyler Lockett. So it'll be really interesting to see where we come. Unless I start Matt Breida. Well, yeah, Matt Breida too. He
0: did outscore Tevin Coleman last week.
2: Yes, yeah, is is fact. So it is a fact. Tevin Coleman also had two touchdowns taken away from him, but that's neither here nor there. Matt Breida is faster. Uh, Matt Burita may be the like one of the fastest running backs in the league. Yep. I'm not gonna put that against Heaven. so suck it. Anyways, uh, the, the only implication here is, um, I'm hunting for that number one seed still at this point. And with Baby Bird playing Kyle and Benson playing Pat, we're gonna get into both those matchups in a second here, but uh, I could very well end up in a three way after this week. It's not gay if it's in a three way, yeah. Just don't look into each other's eyes, we're all fine, yeah. Um,
0: Next up is Pat versus Benson. Guess what this head-to-head is? Just guess. Pat, Pat versus, versus Benson. Benson. How
2: bad of a slaughter do you think it is? Uh, well, they've been in the league for the entire, entirety, entirety. The entirety. So they would have played five times, different conferences. Oh wow. So I'm gonna guess something along the lines of two and seven, two and six.
0: Uh, they've played five times.
2: Oh, sorry, one and four. Uh, Pat
0: is up three to two. What? Yeah, shocking. Um, but here we are that shit happens
2: that uh, that is actually incredible so Benson that does mean that you have one mission should you choose to accept it that is to bit beat the piss out of Pat because he's gotten away way too lucky this year to be five and four number one in the in the Michael Keaton conference you also have the challenge of keeping the Christian Bale record alive and well so represent um, as the famous queen Once said, you better come back with your shield or don't come back at all. Actually, I don't really know how that translates because we don't really have shields here in fantasy football, but um, it applies if you think about it. Don't think about it. Yeah. Um, Benson needs to play
0: better fantasy defense against his opponent. Right. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that, but there's a way. Um, Speaking of there's a way, Baby Bird beats Kyle.
2: Yeah, I this was when I was looking at the slate, uh, given the rankings of where teams are at. This was really the only matchup that uh, kind of fell into the category that you could say could almost be an upset, an almost upset of the week. But uh, yeah, no, can't do it. Andy Warson's almost upset of the week. Yep, yep, nope,
0: not doing it. Not doing it. Eh, I mean, here's the thing: Baby Bird is seven and two. I feel like he's worse than his record, much in the same way that I think Kremko is better than his record. I think Baby Bird is worse than his seven and two record. I think he's had a few lucky weeks. He's gonna be like,
2: D-d-d-d-d-d-d.
0: yeah. Do you think that? Uh, I know Christian McCaffrey's good. I know that uh, who's the quarterback?
2: Deshaun Watson. Thank
0: you. Is good. But do you think that them both scoring forty one point seven on the same week is is luck or is that an every week thing? It seems like luck to me. That was eighty points. He went up for like one hundred and thirty that week. The next week, Stephon Diggs had what was it forty points? Yeah, thirty six. You think that's half. gonna happen every week? I'm gonna go with no. Last week he had one catch for four yards. So I think Baby Bird has had a a few boom bust weeks, and I think he's had a. It's timed out well for him, and he's won. He won a week where I think he only scored seventy points. Don't quote me on that, but I think it happened. Yeah,
2: but in this matchup, I feel like
0: Kyle's team can score. Like he now has his two running backs back. Um, Who do the Pats play? That's
2: the real question. Pat is on. Pats are on bye.
0: Oh. Yeah, so he doesn't have defense.
2: No, he has Pat baby Mahomes Bird. back though. Baby Bird, uh, eight and two. Kyle, four and seven. I'm just saying, Kyle's like a water type, and he's trying to match up against the White Thunder CMC himself. Um, so I don't really know how Kyle's gonna withstand the Lightning Bolt attack. Um, I'm just, I think it's, a, I think it's gonna be a slaughter. Yeah, four and seven is a is a good look for Kyle. All right, so Nick at two and seven takes on
0: Sam at two and seven. are head to head, eight and three in the favor of Sam. Hit that drop, baby. Um, I think we want to hear a toilet flush. Irrelevant matchup of the week. Yep, they're probably both going to the
2: Casper. I mean, the loser is most definitely going the to the
0: Casper. The winner will be tied with the loser of the next matchup because there are two, three, and six teams battling it out.
2: Yeah, I have it right here. Um, that uh, right now Sam doesn't really have a startable lineup. No, Sam loses.
0: There's, there's. Lo- I don't want to say that there's literally no way that that Nick loses because he's 2-7. and seven. So, literally, he's lost seven times. But in this particular instance, and he's literally lost to Sam eight times to three wins. So, he literally could lose. But there is literally no way that Nick Kremko loses this week. His yeah. team is so much better than Sam's. I think it's a foreshadow of what's to come in a theoretical Casper. Although, if... Uh, <coughs> If Glass or Alex loses this week, they're in the running for Casper.
2: Uh well Glass and Alex, one of them has to lose this week. I
0: know. I'm saying whatever one of oh, them Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I just yeah. Cream Cow is gonna get over eighty points and Sam isn't gonna sniff eighty points. Um he's uh gotta play. Julian Edelman's on by, Zach Ertz is on by. So he's starting John Brown and pick your pick pe- pick your poison between DJ Moore, Metcalf. MVS is going to have freaking Melvin Gordon La I mean it's just it's just a train wreck over there.
0: All right. So another uh I don't get this next matchup. We have got Deep Keep 69 3 and 6 versus Alex at 3 and 6. On paper their teams are so good. And then they're 3 and 6. It just doesn't make sense.
2: I mean it as a as a person myself that is sitting comfortably in the playoffs on the other side of the, of the conference. I personally love the fact that one of these two teams is not going to make the playoffs, and the other team that will replace it will be Pat. Very ecstatic. Yeah.
0: Um, And Pat will most likely have a first-round bye, which means someone from our conference will have to play one of these two teams for the first round. And then they
2: would get to play Pat. I'm having non-flashbacks. Just At least Sam won't be in there.
0: If I have to play Benson in the first round of playoffs... Derrick Henry? I'm just gonna quit I'm just gonna I'm gonna not start a lineup not actually but that's just gonna suck in any case this because is- it's a it's a double that would be a double a double-edged sword because you have the Elshon Jeffrey year and then you have Derrick Henry so you have the history of Benson exploding versus me in the playoffs and then you have the history of Derrick Henry exploding versus me in the playoffs so I don't know if two negatives make a positive and I would win or if I would just get double fucked.
2: I still can't believe you put up forty nine and a half points last year in game one. That was just that was, it's just one of the most insane playoff performances. Don't worry,
0: Amari Cooper also put up like forty points. So it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Still fine. Everyone's I'm fine. I don't it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'll show motherfucking Jeffrey.
1: It's fine. Um, next segment. I think. You've got questions. We've got answers. This week's peeps from the peanut gallery.
0: Uh, first peep, is Ryan fine? Um, yes, I'm fine. It's oh, fine. Oh, good. Everything's fine. I'm fine. It's okay, fine. Nice. I'm fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Next peep. If the world is round, why do they call it a horizon line, not a horizon curve? Is this proof that we live on a flat earth? See, I don't know. This is a good question. A baby bird asks this question.
2: Because if a baby bird is looking out into the horizon from its perch in the nest. It looks flat, but the baby bird does not uh, is not tall enough to, to see the bigger picture and see that his team is not actually good enough I think, to win the championship. Yeah, I think that in this case,
0: the horizon line is the championship game. And just because baby bird has never seen past it, doesn't mean that nothing's on the other side. right? So to him, it might look like a flat line, and then there's just nothing beyond it. You'll fall off the edge. But really, there's there's glory on the other side, and the earth is not flat. Next question. If Another one from Baby Bird. If Baby Bird was reincarnated as a plant, what plant would he be? This is probably the easiest question we've ever had, the easiest peep I've ever had to answer. Yeah. Baby's breath. Duh. <laughs> Come on. Give us Junk. something more challenging next time.
2: I got a quick one off the cuff. Um Ryan, you, you you're you're probably one that has had the most fantasy football uh years under your belt uh, with Crem Cremco's up there as well. Uh probably what 5 6 years uh, in the past. So, my question, my peep is which fantasy former fantasy player of old uh, that is no longer uh, playing this year um do you miss most being able to talk about you can't just say the high scorer and go like, oh, LaDini and Thomas. Does it sure. have to be running back? No, it doesn't have. It doesn't have, It could any be position? any position. Yeah, Calvin yeah. Johnson. Calvin Johnson.
0: No, easy. Yeah. Give me something more challenging.
2: Okay. Well, if, if it
0: has to be running back, that's a little more difficult.
2: Yeah, if it has to be a running back. Jamal Charles. Yeah. He, he won
0: me um, the precursor to this league, uh, my freshman year of college. Maybe it was my sophomore year of college with uh, the liver noise and uh, – DeLong and who I don't remember who all Adam Ranky these are all people tech people know but I don't know if you do um they were all in it (laughs) and uh, I won that league which then they stopped doing it so we started this league same name um but we had enough different people that we didn't this we said that that wouldn't count towards league history um Jamal Charles and I think I had Calvin Johnson as well I don't remember but they won me that that year so Jamal Charles was fun to talk about to see he was uh Cream Hunt, before Kareem Hunt beat people, yeah, women, not just people, but women. He was fun.
2: I'm gonna say, you know, obviously, I'm gonna dig bat past here, but you know, there are a lot of uh, fantasy football shows and analysts and uh, a lot of media out there that covers fantasy football. I would have loved to be at a time where someone would have called Joey Harrington a streamer option for the week. That would have been absolutely legendary to witness.
0: It was also really fun the year that uh, Denard Robinson was startable for for a few games. Oh yeah, that was fun. Uh, Another one that I enjoyed talking about was Joyc Bell.
2: Oh, the Bell or does Bell toll?
0: Do you remember when uh, Cheeseburger Eddie Lacy was relevant for? I think one year, exactly. Literally one one year, year. and then um, got fat. Yeah, when when Trent he lived in Wisconsin, he got fat. That's what happens. Um, When Trent Richardson was probably never fantasy relevant, but was talked about as like he should be good.
2: It's a lot of throwbacks. What here.
0: other the throwback? DeMarco Murray was a thing.
2: DeMarco Murray was a thing. He was real good. Antonio Brown was a thing for every single year up until this, this year. This one, yeah, forget this one. Um
0: every single one. Do you remember when Andrew Luck? I don't remember if you know, he was a quarterback for the Colts um back in the day.
2: Did somebody like draft uh, them as their second quarterback instead of drafting, I don't know, running back depth? Yeah, they did. Um that's pretty
0: weird. Um and then his predecessor um um Peyton Manning
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Goat. He uh,
0: he was my quarterback. I had Peyton Manning his career. No, I didn't have Calvin Johnson. I had Eric Decker. Um, I had Peyton Manning his career year in Denver, with Eric Decker who had career year, and uh, Jamal Charles who had a career year. Those three players won me the championship.
2: Good times, Great Lakes. Yep, fancy um, football.
0: Let's see who else. This is fun.
2: This is all that really. Oh, kicker, for the Lions. Oh. Yeah, have would have been, would have been
0: awesome to have Jahan.
2: I'm I I said this the other day in turn while we're talking kickers. I think it was I forget how many years ago, but when Steven Hauschka was like a god in, in Seattle. Seattle. I yeah, had I had him. I what, remember having him. Did he like score like ten plus points a week or what? I was think so. It? I he was a monster. It was like an automatic fifty. Do you points. remember
0: um I think the year was twenty nineteen and uh there was a defense, I think it was New England, that for the first like half of the year it was like really good, but then they came back to Earth and then um Played well, good teams? Yeah, most most fantasy teams had had good teams, and that added the Patriots, so they were like unstoppable. But then in our league, there was that one team that, they were a terrible team, um, like literally probably a bottom two team in our league, but they had the Patriots defense, so they were winning some games, then they got super cocky, but then the Patriots came back to earth, and they started losing, and then got really quiet. Do you remember
2: that? Ah... <sighs> I'm gonna, to a, like I'm gonna something. have to dig back into the notes. I'm gonna have to dig back into the notes. That was yeah, some time ago. It was. It's weird. All right. Uh,
0: I think we've answered all the peeps from the penis gallery. Um, is that is the next segment? Really, league rankings. Well, they I they just end?
2: want to make one little note here. Uh, that uh, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton update. Eighteen to three, this year. Eighteen to three. Eighteen to three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eighteen to three.
0: That's a that's a lot to a little. One might say.
2: One could say. um, All right, let's
0: get into the most uh, argued about segment on this show. Yeah.
1: And now, it's time for the Houghton Connection Fantasy Football League Rankings. I don't
2: think it's the top or the bottom that's going to be arguable this this week.
0: This was... For me personally, making rankings, um, which again it's my rankings that I do by myself. Andy's rankings that he does by himself. We both look at we look at record, we look at points for, we look at upcoming record, we look at matchups, bye weeks, etc. Of who we think's gonna win, who we think's gonna lose, and make rankings. Um, and then that's worth some, but it's weighed against the ESPN projected end of season rankings, which are worth the least um of all of them and then the points four, which i would argue matter a lot and at this point of the season record is incredibly important so we take all of that clump it all together spits out some numbers for us and that's how we come up with these rankings so it's not just us we try to get some unbiased in there as well um here's where we're sitting the best possible score is one the worst possible score is 10 okay In 10th, with a score of 9.8, and only because he has the same record as uh, someone else, so he's tied for 9th, not truly 10th, Sam Richards.
2: So you're saying that Sam is
0: last in my rankings, last in your rankings, last in the ESPN projected end of season rankings, last in points for, and tied for 9th in record. Wow. So, almost perfect. Almost a perfect But the
2: tied for 9th. But
0: the tide for so basically pulls him up. Cremco needs to win. Sam needs to lose this week, and then Sam will have the perfect score, the perfect ten.
2: Which it, which as we noted, is almost a guarantee. Almost a guarantee they do play each other. Wow. Yeah, I don't. It's uh, it's been quite pleasant to see Sam, uh, you know, show his true colors this year and really go epically for the worst of or for, to first to worst kind of a deal. Exactly.
0: Uh, Next, at number 9, with a score of 8.5, Nick Kremko.
2: Just Uh, a tough year for the Kremko. Yeah, very very cow.
0: It was tough, too, because, in my opinion, his team is better than Pat's. But I can't rank him there because Pat almost can't miss playoffs and Nick almost can't make playoffs. It's not a guarantee, but likely-wise, it's like Nick almost... He almost literally can't make playoffs, and Pat almost literally can't miss it. So, it's very difficult to rank Nick higher than Pat, even though in my jellies, that's what I believe. Did
2: you just say, in your jellies? Yeah,
0: it's from Detective Pikachu. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I believe you had the same, kind of the same thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're 2-7, and you're kind of forced to be down there.
0: Yep. Um, Nick is projected 7th in uh, the ESPN end of season. And then he's ninth in points four and tied for ninth in record, so he's ninth. Kyle is eight with a score of seven point six. I'm sure we're gonna get some flack for
2: that. Yeah, because he's one game up against the people that are two people that are above him.
0: He is. However, both of those people have a chance of making playoffs. Kyle almost certainly does not, um, as he only four from our conference can make playoffs, um, because of the way that the playoff system works the top two from each conference go, and then the next two are the next two best teams. Maybe we discuss changing that in the future, but that's the way it's been every year so far. I have missed off. I have missed playoffs with a 6-7 and seven record when uh, half the league was 6-7, and seven. and I should have had it over some of the other conference people, but because they um, got automatically in as number two. So, so I feel the pain, but that's the way we agreed. We've never discussed changing it. We're not going to change it midseason. So keep your bitching to yourself. I've personally missed playoffs, and that's the year I got the Casper. I should have made playoffs if we just did the top uh, six best teams. So I don't want to hear any complaints because I have had the ultimate, like, the worst case scenario where you should have been a playoff team, but because of the structure of the league, you miss playoffs and then end up in DFL, and you're the Casper. So Kyle, don't bitch. We changed the Casper, so you almost can't be in that either.
2: Yeah, and also, we kind of detailed your team. Well, not me, but Ryan. Yeah,
0: your team is garbage. Your team is truly garbage. Um, You are fifth in points four, but again, just because the Patriots defense and Pat Mahomes got you a lot of points up to this point doesn't mean that that's for sure going to continue every single week. So please don't come at me with the points four. I think you know in your heart that your team is trash. I think you do. Um, You've been very silent in the group chat. I think you've accepted it. We're ready to move on. Uh, we have Alex coming in as the seventh best team, six point 6. six. Extremely hard. I mean, these I next, love Alex's team. These it's, next oh, three,
2: these next three are just the worst.
0: The next three, it's it's incredibly hard because Pat's almost locked in the playoffs because Glass and Alex can't win. Um, they're three and six, and Pat's five and four. So Pat's almost locked in. He's not, but he almost is. So one I, of these want to rank Pat below glass and Alex and Nick me can't can't do Sam no not definitely not Sam but like he's right in there with Kyle it's tough that's where I would rank him but you can't put Pat out of the top six in the rankings because he's gonna going to finish in the top six because if he goes to playoffs he will finish in the top six it's incredible it's he's dead last in points against he has the best fantasy defense against fantasy owners not defense like as in the Patriots of any of us. like, Man.
2: Yep. Lowest points against in the league. Um, so because of that,
0: we had to really... It really comes down between Glass or Alex. And I think... I think... I I don't know. It's tough. Because rest of the season, I believe... Can you pull it up? Glass plays Alex this week. And then I think he plays Sam, me, and... He plays Alex this
2: week. Pat, Dub, you... And Sam. So he should win three of those. He should win he should win he, at least two. And then it depends on so
0: really it comes down to this week. If he beats Alex, he's going to beat he's Sam. Go, he's and he's going, going to beat Pat. Right. So if he beats Alex, I think Alex almost doesn't make playoffs unless Pat loses out and Alex right. w- wins the rest of the games. Right. So this is a must win week for Alex. Um so yeah, Alex comes in at seven. Glass comes in at six with a score of five point eight. And then Pat comes in at five with a score of five point six. Really what's keeping Pat that high is the fact that for our standings, we we both have him at six. We both want him lower because I don't like his team. Looking at it on paper, physically can't put him I lower almost than six. Did I almost liked his team when he had Kenyon Drake, but now David Johnson's probably back, and uh, he didn't even start Kenyon Drake in his one startable week. So, Whoops, sorry. So whatever. Um, so yeah, Pat is is stuck there. I would argue Pat should be below, probably Kremko, probably Glass, probably Alex. If we're looking at the quality of the team. But because of the situation we're in, Pat's at five. It's, it's a tough build to swallow. I come in at four with a score of 4.1. Um, I have me at four. You have me at three. ESPN projected end of season has me at six. I am eighth in points four. But I had three weeks that I scored 70 and lost all of those weeks. Right. And the rest of the weeks have been solid in the 90s and the 100s and been winning. So I think I got punished for my points against. I lost all three games that I had bad points. And that's what's keeping me down I haven't had the blow up week yet hopefully it's this week wink um and then record I'm uh tied for third in record with Benson
2: yeah literally if you have scored more than 80 points you've been okay because you've either scored less than 80 or over 90.
0: right i have I have not scored in the 80s this year yeah so it's i had three weeks at around 75 74 to 78 three losses and then I have scored what's my lowest my next one in the 90s I think it's like 95 96 I have a ninety uh, It's a 90,
2: 95, exactly.
0: Yeah, so I've either scored above 95 or below 78. It's very strange. I had three bad weeks where I scored in the 70s, and the rest I've scored 95 to like 110. I don't even think I broke 110.
2: And that's why I put you above the person that we'll talk about next, just because I think you've been more solid and more consistent. Not that this person hasn't, but we've mentioned the boom-bust capabilities, and I would just rather have the consistence- consistency heading into this home stretch of the season.
0: Baby Bird comes in at three with a score of two point eight. Um, I actually have him at three above me, you have him at four below me. He's third in the ESPN projection things, he's two in points for, and he's tied for first in record. Um I think he's gotten he, he's so the difference between Baby Bird and I right now is when I scored seventy eight points, I lost and he won. That's we have there's one game difference between us. And then his, he's had the Stefan Diggs blow-up week and then the Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, 40 points each week. That put him at 130. That's that's why he's you know so good in the points
2: for department. He had two blow-up weeks. You the, the score you're referring to is when he beat uh, Mr. President two weeks ago at 77.9 to 76.9. Right. So that's a yeah. singular point. The stat correction. The stat correction. stat correction. It's one point. It was
0: one point. <laughs> Let's look. Um, pull up the league history. Closest closest games of all time. Let's see. It was the closest game of all time was week 4 of 2015. Um Alex beat Nick 73.2 to 73.1. No kidding. 0.1 points. The second closest week of all time. Alex beat Sam week 3 of 2015. Back-to-back weeks. The 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 closest the closest matchups of all time in our league was week three of 2015 and week four of 2015. And Alex won both, 86.2 to 86 and 73.2 to 73.1. Isn't that the year you beat him in the championship? Yes. That's incredible. That's the reason he got there. Wow. That's it. Um, And then 2019, it is sixth on the list. 2019, Nick beat Benson 90 point, or no, Benson beat Nick 91 to 90.3.7. Wow. Is that, no, that's not this one, is it?
2: No, it's not this one. Because this point differential is a full point. We don't oh. need it. the differential. It doesn't even make oh. the top ten. I thought it was within. Yeah.
0: No, all the top ten are within um, within a point. Wow. Alex is on here a lot, man. Alex, Alex is also... So he's number one and number two. Andy's number four. He beat Sam 95 to uh, 94.7 in 2014. And then he's on here again at number seven,
2: beating... No, he, he lost to Sam in that one. No, he beat no, Sam. No, he
0: beat Sam. Wow. He beat Sam in that one was 83.6 to 82.8, so by point eight again in 2015. So, in 2015, Alex has the, the closest win, second closest win, and the seventh closest win, all in 2015. And then he, oh my gosh, and the Oh eighth, my gosh, this is insane. And the 8th, and also in 2015. So, in 2015, Alex won a game by one, won a game by .2 won a game by 0.8 and won another game by 0.8 he beat Nick 91 to 90.2 Alex has four of the top 10 closest games of all time in the same year and then he's also the 10th closest win when he beat Pat in 2016 different year um, but he is half. he is and they're all wins. Wow and he has he has no losses. Talk about Pat. clutch. Talk about lucky as hell.
2: <laughs> that, that's insane. He had four wins One, two, three, in 2015 four, five, where the
0: total point differential was less than two. Alex is six of the top ten closest games of all time, and he won all of them. He is six of the top ten closest games of all time, and he is 6-0 and oh in those close games.
2: Don't, don't keep it close with Alex. That's the, that's, the, that's the
0: lesson learned. Holy hell. I did not realize that. Holy shit. Just for shits and gigs. I don't even remember what segment we're on. Um, Rankings. rankings. we got to finish that out. But (laughs) the biggest blowouts of all time. Let's go through that. Biggest blowout of all time. Benson with a score of 156.1 beat Sam with a score of 71.4. It was an 84.7 point differential. That was week one of this year. Incredible. Alex. So Alex being six of the top ten closest in winning. He is the number two biggest blowout of all time. Lost to Pat by 79.5 in week nine of 2017 and then <laughs> nick back in the day when nick was good right uh he beat me 131.7 to 53.3 uh score of 78.4 <coughs> the year i won the championship hate to see that if you're nick um you got blown out uh by pat with,
2: i'm on here a couple times
0: yeah 75.3 was the point differential pat scored 131 you scored 56 i beat kyle just i should have had this in the letter too kyle uh i beat you 140.3 to 65.5 in 2016 point differential of 74.8 i beat pat 130.2 to 56 i beat you 186.8 to 115.9 was that's a difference of 70.9 so i'm i'm three uh I'm on here four times, but one of them is a loss, and then three of them, five through seven, are all me beating people. Um, and Shoot then, your own horn, horn a little bit more. Why oh, don't for show? sure. Uh, Nick beat you in 2016 by 68. He put up 141. You put up 73. Baby Bird cracks the list over Nick Glass this year, 138.3 to 70.5.
2: Shout out Christian McCaffrey and to Sean Watson.
0: Pat shit on Sam, 162.9 to 100.9 in last year in 2018. So those are the 10. The, the 10 uh, biggest bullets of all time.
2: I can't get over the fact that Alex... Six of 10 and what was it? Four, four of 10 in, in, in the same year. Four in the same year.
0: Oh my God.
2: Is it, that's the only, that's the reason he made the championship. That's the reason yeah, I played reason. Ben's Watson in the semifinals and I didn't get to go to the finals. It wasn't worse than finals. Yeah. Because Alex won four games by a total
0: of Man, two can points. Can you imagine ending the podcast if I had beaten you in the finals? Because I would have. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I yeah, the, you would have. The, I had really high points for that week. Um, I would have been like, Andy, when was the last time you won a championship? Oh, wait, I kicked your ass in one. But Alex had to go and beat so you. So maybe
2: it's better. Alex had to go and beat you, and uh, I Set- beat him instead. Minor setback, major comeback.
0: Um, You want to go through the, the top 10 weeks of all time, the top 10 worst weeks of all time?
2: No, I think we should finish the segment first, and then we should go through that. All right, let's do that. We'll hop back to the segment. Um, Where were we? We were
0: we just a after after bird at 3. 3. So um, <laughs> the points here... The score is 1.6 and 1.8, so close, very close. Um, Benson comes in at number two. Um, I have you at one, Benson at two. You have Benson at one, you at two, trying to stay humble, I see. Well, ESPN he, has he beat me this week. E- yeah, but didn't you beat him the first week? I did. So, one-on-one. On one. Um, ES- oh, yeah. ESPN has you projected at the end of the season as the winner. Benson is first in points four, and you are fourth in points four. So, big difference. Um, I think. I think that's right. Right. I think so. Um, and then you're you have a better record. So ultimately I think record plays into it more than points four at this point in the season. But it's very close. Point two difference. So
2: I'm Emmanuel Sanders start away from being eight and one and clearly the number one. Exactly. So so yeah, that's the rankings. It's Andy Benson, Baby Bird, Ryan, Pat,
0: Glass, Alex, <coughs> Kyle, Nick, Sam.
2: Well, Kyle, Nick, garbage, Sam. dumpster fire you're if I'm I'm and I'm, then Sam yeah
0: if I'm going off just my opinion I think the top half is different I don't know it's all different I think not in a specific order exactly but me you baby bird Benson just because of our record we're probably all locked in playoffs the other conference c- could go either way but I think it's more like Alex and both Knicks are pretty team-wise pretty even same nah, tier same tier and then Pat and kyle are kind of same tier low and then yeah like 50 feet of crap and then sam yeah yeah yep all right let's Let's we're gonna end this with the top 10 weeks of all time and the top 10 worst weeks of all time uh we'll start with the worst because it's more fun um to end high the 10th worst week of all time came back in 2018 week 12 and it was none other than Alex Petrowski scoring 54.8 points there will be a common theme of the
2: people that highlight this list
0: um didn't you say that somebody scored 54.8 points this week yes, or this I, year
2: i i did mention that um Samuel Richards uh cracks this list tied for 10th okay well with 2019 the lowest score of, of the, the season year. yep oh uh, number nine was back
0: in twenty sixteen, week four, where Nicholas Kremko, our president, scored fifty four point seven. Next is Baby Bird. Wow. Yeah, he, even he has some bad weeks. Um <coughs> twenty seventeen he scored fifty three point four. And then yours truly. Twenty fifteen, the year I won the championship, I just had a week uh week three that I scored fifty three point three points.
2: You probably like thought everything was gonna go to shit I like probably you did this year too. I,
0: probably. Um, week six. Well, my first four weeks this year, three of them were below seventy-eight points. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I could not start a quarterback to save my life. Um, <laughs> anywho, number six worst week of all time. Alex again. He's now on this list twice. Uh, fifty-three point two in twenty seventeen week seven. Joe Jordan, R.I.P. Rest in peace. Fifth worst week of all time. Fifty-one point seven points. Uh, twenty seventeen week four. Two Pats in a row. Two Patrick Proudys. The fourth and the third worst weeks of all time. Pat Proudy with 51.5 in 2017 Week 2 and with 49.4 2016 Week 6. It's pretty tough to go below 50. As a matter of fact, only three league members have done it. Pat is one of them. Can you guess the other two without looking?
2: Well... It is
0: as obvious as you think it would be.
2: Okay, so... Given the way this current year goes, um, Samuel Richards better be one of those.
0: And he is. He's actually number two. Okay. um, With a score of 47.3 in 2015, week seven. And now we have the worst week of all time. I'll give you the score. I'll give you the year. I'll give you the week. And we'll see if you can guess who. Again, it is exactly who you think it would be. The score is 44.2. Terrible. The year is 2018, and the week is 11.
2: So you're saying is we are who they thought they were. Exactly. And we let them off the hook.
0: No one let this man off the hook.
2: And it's Alex Petrosky. It is Alex Petrosky. All right.
0: He scored 44.2 points week 11 of 2018,
2: So the worst week of all time. So if I look at this correctly, and you account for the fact that Sam tied Alex at 10, so technically there's 11. Where should we go the whole time? We only have... Two, from the Christian Bale Conference, in this list, and they are number seventh and eighth respectively. And they
0: are the second winningest uh, team of all time, and the number one winningest team since joining or since twenty seventeen, since Baby Bird joined the league.
2: Wow, so one could say that the Michael Keaton Conference has really owned the ten worst weeks of all time. Getting nine out of the eleven, is that
0: it? Correct. Um, little surprising to not see Kyle on this. Yeah. Um, Props to you, Kyle. Way
2: yep. to stay out of there.
0: Yep. Um, you're not on it. I'm not terribly surprised about that. Although your first few years, you did not know what the fuck what you were doing.
2: Zero idea. Um,
0: so a little surprise there. Um, let's see, who else isn't on this? Benson, no surprise there. I'm not surprised to not see Benson on this list.
2: One uh, one thing we have to note here is we actually recorded this part already, because there was an individual who there was
0: five Charlie Kriegers in the top ten. Five Charlie Kriegers. So we had to figure out a way. Andy did some black magic in Excel and made it so that it's just Charlie a small array formula doesn't appear in this because that's some skewed data. But again, worst week of all time. Alex Petrowski,
2: forty-four. Point two, terrible. Is that in the biggest blowouts of all time? Um, I, if you scroll down, I don't think so because I'm guessing because all somebody would have had to do is put up a hundred, <coughs> and they're there.
0: And they didn't because wow. it's not.
2: It's not. Also,
0: like you scored hundred and fifteen point nine, and yet it's in the top fifty. It's, so let's go. Let's go this way. In the top ten biggest blowouts of all time, every game. The score is, the highest score besides that is 100.9. Po- the other the person same. scored 162. Then it's 83. And then it's in the 70s and then 50s and 60s. You scored 115 and <laughs> got blown out. It's number 7th biggest blow of all time.
2: Worst like, Thanksgiving Day ever. Yeah, that
0: was amazing. Kelvin Johnson went off. Everyone went off. My tight end, I think, went off. <laughs> Who was it?
2: Uh, Do you remember? It wasn't Jack Doe. Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. (laughs) Kobe Fleener had like three touchdowns from Andrew Luck, who you also started.
0: All right. So, on that top 10 worst weeks of all time, I do not see your name. I do not see mine. Tori
2: Smith. Tori Smith had two touchdowns. (laughs) Like two touchdowns that game.
0: Baltimore Ravens, I believe he played for at that time. Nice. Um, Yeah. So, let's go to the top 10 weeks of all time. It's more fun. Number 10 is you. Oh, nice. Last year, week 11, you scored 142.8. Week nine in 2014, um, which I believe was the first year of the league, uh, Nick scored 144. You again in 2015, week three, you scored 146.8. Nick Glass, number seven, 146.9 this year, obviously. Benson, the next two in a row are Benson this year, uh, 154.6 and 154.1.
2: They buoy his points for this year. Yep,
0: and then Pat in 2017 and 2018 is four and three. Um, with 162.6, 162.9, so Pat basically has a blow up week every year. Uh, Sam, Except for this one, Sam last year scored 163 points in 2018, yeah, 2018 week six. Um, and also, this is all of these stats are regular season only, um, so no postseason. So postseason right. could factor in, but postseason is different stats. If you want to argue that, um, I say the NFL keeps postseason stats different than. Regular season stats, so go fuck yourself. Um, And then the best week of all time. Week 13 of our first year, a score of
2: 186.8.
0: The delta between that and second is 23.8 points. The
2: 184 is, uh, 186 is like untouchable in a standard league. In the format that we have today, it's almost untouchable. That
0: would crack top 10 in our dynasty league, which is at a flex, Half Boost, point PPR. Half point PPR and boosted defense scoring. Unbelievable. All right, I think what that's it. What a time
2: it. to be alive. Yeah, I kind of a longer it. episode, but uh, that was a fun one. It's
0: Millard Fillmore. You racist. Yeah,
2: I hope, uh, I hope your team lays a big giant stinker this week, by the I way. I hope my
0: team scores 186.8 points like they did week
1: uh, 13 of 2014. Thank you for listening to the Houghton Connection Fantasy football podcast keep reaching for the duchess and above all else don't be the casper we'll see you next time goodbye
0: uh i'm the commish signing out and i'm the last signing out deuces